Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Senor Nerd Podcast. I have here, as always, Ramon. Hey guys. Ro. Howdy, howdy. And we're here to talk about a Netflix show that came out in April. The show we're here to talk discuss is called Beef. And hopefully anybody that's listening to this has watched the show because we have a lot of positive things to say about it. Um, my only problem is that, guys, my only problem with this show is that I didn't know it was coming out. Netflix didn't give me any kind of trailers. They don't promote their stuff. So unless you happen to turn on your TV, Netflix, randomly on a Friday and see that, hey, we have a show that we added, there's no way in hell you would have even known this show came out, which pisses me off about Netflix because, you know, I give them a lot of crap because they do release a lot of trash. But this is a show that's actually very, very, it was very, very well done. And there's a lot to talk about it. Hence the reason why we're doing this episode. And, you know, Ramon, tell us why this show deserves more attention, um, you know, outside of just your normal stuff that Netflix releases. Yeah, well, first of all, I'll kind of forgive Netflix a little bit if they come out with season two, even though I'm a little yeah. skeptical about what that could be about. But regardless, we should continue. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think I was uh, the first one that out of us that kind of caught the show. And I think I was really eager to, like, get you guys to watch it. Um, I was just really excited about the show. It kind of did, like you said, Carlos, took me by surprise. I think by the time I watched it, yeah, there was definitely a lot of uh, already feedback out there. A lot of people just saying, like, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. Uh, but, you know, in my typical fashion, I don't even just, I just jump into it. Started watching it. First episode, obsessed with it. And I'll say the word obsessed because I think it's a show that I kind of needed. Um, you know, we, we sit here and we talk about like some nerdy shows, some movies, some awesome anime, like all kinds of stuff. Um, but it's been a while that we kind of talked about something that kind of gets really deep. Um, and I feel like this show did it as a dark comedy, like really, really dark comedy. We got into some great, great topics that I related to. I know a lot of people can relate to because we weren't talking about fantastical things we weren't talking about like you know sci-fi anything like that it's clear day-to-day -day -day life struggles and just kind of how we deal with them and then the absurdity of what happens when you know you road rage and then just can't stop trying <laughs> to get revenge on the other person but um great show i'm really excited to kind of dig into this show um and just kind of see well, you know what, what things really stuck out for it for us and and I, I will say, um, I guess in 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 defense of Netflix, <laughs> so so I I didn't know that it was coming out, um, but that's because I I do watch the, kind of the uh, I watch a good amount of YouTube and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like interviews and 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 uh, Ali Wong and Stephen Young kind of did the rounds. Yeah, so, they so normally because they normally I, promote big like two weeks before even the show comes out right is that what it is yeah what yeah netflix yeah it went too long yeah and then uh, on netflix too i i periodically go in and and see what's uh, what's upcoming um I, on my phone and watch those trailers and then i set reminders and stuff like that because i i'm a big nerd um but yeah so so i didn't i, I didn't know that it was coming out and then uh the weekend that it came out i did watch like an episode and a half and then like in the beginning i thought it was just like oh it's it's fine uh, and then when, when you suggested that, like, hey, we, we should talk about it because you were really into it, I, I <laughs> thought, like, oh, okay. I, but then, like, honestly, kind of watching it and continuing to watch it, it, it hooked me. It definitely yeah. hooked me. Um, but, yeah, like, in the beginning, it was just, like, whatever. But it, it, it definitely grows and builds, and it's awesome. I liked it. No, and, you know, Ro, you were mentioning, like, 
you know, we asked you to watch it. More specifically, like Ramon, you're the one that really like said, like, we need to do this because people are talking about it. And, you know, Ramon, you're you're in the ground actually, you know, listening and <laughs> talking to the people, you know, so I'm glad that you're you brought it to our to our attention. Um kind of like to kind of like similar to you, Ro, I started or actually more to you, Ramon. Like I actually started watching the show probably the weekend it premiered. And I think even when we saw each other, whether it was a week later, um, you know, when you were like, hey, you need to watch the show, like I had probably already had finished it or was at the point of finishing it. So it's like you definitely didn't need to bring it to my attention. I think when I saw that some people were actually talking very positive about it on Twitter, uh, you know, that kind of brought it to my attention because it's very rare for people to be talking about a Netflix on Twitter. And when they do, it's like, OK, this must be very, very good if people are actually saying like, hey, the acting is really good. The story is really good. The first episode really gets you involved with the characters. And honestly, the biggest, biggest reason why I started watching this show is I'm a big Stephen Young fan. Like I will support that guy in anything, anything <laughs> he does. And to this day, there's not one thing that he has done that I can say like, oh, that was trash or, you know, he hasn't been picking his role because I think ever since he did The Walking Dead, he's had a very successful career. And just to tell you how much like, I love him, like this is a guy I've shown, I, I watched The Walking Dead for eight seasons and when they decided to kill him, spoilers, just like they did in the comic, <laughs> no just way. like just like they did in the comic books, as soon as they got no rid of way. him, like that's when I all of a sudden just like fell out of the show. So that to tell you that a show that's known for killing people all the time and for them to just all of a sudden get rid of his character and for me to say, like, I'm done with this, like that tells you that like his character meant a lot to me in that story. Um, and ever since that, like he's been a lot of cool, interesting projects. And the one that makes me really, really excited right now is that he's actually been cast in a Marvel role. Um, so he's going to be in one of the Marvel movies that's coming out uh, later. I think not, maybe not this year, but next year where it's uh, where, where it's like the, the, the group, um, the Thunderbolts movie, bro. You're kind of looking at me. So this is the Thunderbolts movie. He's going to be in that movie. And a lot of people are assuming that he's been cast as Amadeus Yo, Yo Cho. And he's actually somebody that inherits incredible Hulk powers. But he, instead of being like Bruce Banner, where it's like, oh, I don't want to be the Green Hawk and being the Green Hawk sucks. And I'm really sad about mm -hmm. being the Hawk. He's actually a character that actually enjoys being the Hawk. And he can actually find the joy of being like turning into the green monster, being able to jump and do all these crazy abilities. So, you know, I'm hoping that nothing but success. And I think after this role, you know, who knows? We might be looking at some Academy, some maybe um, not Academy. Yeah, some Academy uh, Awards. I forget what it is uh, they do for TV television. But I'm hoping that this is... The Emmys, I'm hoping that this show stays in the discussion and then we do hear about it during that time, which is normally around October, because I think the show should stay in people's mind, even though Netflix has this thing of giving you all the episodes in, at once. And then after you binge them, you sort of forget about them. So I'm hoping that's not what happens with the show uh, for some of these people. I mean, I, I can't say that it's going to be forgettable for me. And again, I guess we could start like diving into it. But like, what you know, one of the things. I don't, I don't know what it is. So anyways, we'll, we'll just get started with the show starts, right? And, and you start with Danny, who's um, Steven's character in the show. Um, he's trying to return these little hibachi grills at this, like, uh, you know, furniture, or not furniture store, this uh, hardware store. And, you know, I think from the very beginning, I'm like, oh, this is this guy trying to make some returns, right? Like, I, I kind of involved in retail, so I, I kind of figured, I'm like, oh, this guy's up to no good. I kind of see where the show's going right away. You know, me assuming everything in the first, like, seconds, <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I, I totally thought it was a scam. 
<laughs> absolutely right absolutely so that, that kind of gave me the whole like okay this is what it's going to be about this is this guy who's kind of you know trying to sneak away around trying to make some extra money right um and then later we find out it's super depressing and obviously that's what i want to get to but yeah then they leave the he leaves the parking lot he's trying to leave the parking lot after he gets denied the returns and and in that instance of him backing out of his, his parking space and when he almost hits uh amy's character um when he almost hits amy's car or suv and that sets off, that becomes a whole catalyst for the whole show, right? So, uh, so, but, so Ali's character is called Amy, so you, and, you got it right, Amy. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I couldn't think of which one, but that, that sets it off, right? Like, I think there was a moment of hesitance where, like, as he's backing up and she stops and then, you know, honking starts getting involved and she moves. The next thing you know, like, they, they show her, like, thinking about it. And then she goes ahead and flicks him off, right? And that sets everything for the show and then that just immediately it's what got me hooked to the show because how many times have you guys been driving down the road and you just get so angry like not even anything crazy but just even like someone cutting you off someone like going or skipping the stop sign or just running the stop sign a little bit further or like past you a little bit and you just either want to flick them off or you want to get out of the car and beat them with the bat but no i'm just kidding don't oh, don't oh, do oh dude oh dude i've been part where i've been the one that got somebody upset because i think i threw like a lot <laughs> right? pop at their car or something and next you know they're chasing me and you know i'm driving in my 2005 eclipse trying to like outrun them but at the point it becomes it's like hey first of all like i'm never gonna lose this guy so it's better for me to just kind of either slow down maybe get the cops involved but it's like yeah like i've been there so i can definitely relate to somebody like you doing something to upset somebody yeah so I've, been the, I've been the one that's been chased not the one that's chased somebody <laughs> that's what I'm so the very beginning it hooked me in the idea that like oh this show is super relatable right because like who doesn't either want to do that or has had that like i got inflicted off many times not saying that i'm a bad driver yeah you roll <laughs> you okay your fault no 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 not like i i haven't like i i i I really don't get road rage. Like I, I, I get annoyed, but like I don't know. I'm not very ragey. No, and I feel like I'm really patient with that kind of stuff. But you know what? That was perfect. That's that's why I wanted the show like to do what it did right away because that's the scenario I would want to live out. Someone flicks me off, and I'm like, hell no, you did not just do that to me. And so then the next thing you know, you know, Danny starts kind of following her, right? So then it becomes more of a little road rage like chase. Um, they end up going over like a curb where like one of the, the the residents of this house has planted like a nice little garden and like a nice little like curb display of flowers and yeah it just becomes this intense like heated road rage incident um you know they're skipping cars they're running red lights it's like so crazy because throwing it's a normal thing yeah throwing, oh yeah oh my goodness yeah she threw like the shake or something and she hits like the windshield yeah. right away like yeah. <laughs> Everything that's just kind of worthy of you getting really, really pissed off at this person. And from there, it starts, right? Because Danny, you know, obviously, he ends up getting the the plates, I believe, at that point. And then later on, he soon goes to, like, research that. Because in the back of his mind, he's just not satisfied with the fact that he didn't get his opportunity to tell this woman off. Because, you know, and again, the, the whole point of the show is, like, who, whose fault is it? Or who's the worst one? <laughs> but right off the beginning, it's like, you know, he, he, could, he had no satisfaction. He had no closure. He got the plates. And I think that just started like the whole amount of craziness because right there, the show became about people getting payback from other people. And I think the first thing Danny did was piss all over their bathroom. So I don't know if you guys want to pick up. And he thought it was a guy too. Oh yeah. She thought it was George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He thought it was a guy and then he, and then he like showed up, he saw the, that. And then when, when he pretended to be a contractor, he like just pissed all over the floor when he realized that like, Oh, it was her. 
<laughs> I mean, like he he was a contractor. I mean, and that was kind of like not so evident right away because I think they started announcing that like later in the episode. But that was just kind of funny, right? Like he had like the experience and kind of used it to his advantage. He knew what to say to get into this person's house that clearly, you know, what was already like maybe doubtful of a stranger coming up to the door. But he sounded so convincing that she did. Um, so it was just kind of nice for him to get his first little payback going into the house. Like you said, he was expecting it to be like the husband, George, and it wasn't. But regardless, he freaking peed all over that bathroom. But I mean, wasn't she vulnerable at that stage where he came knocking? Or was that also when she was masturbating with the gun? I couldn't so, remember. Oh, you're right. And oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one, one of the many, many things I, I definitely want to dive into. But no, yeah. So we, we had this little brief interaction before him pissing all over the place. Um, wait, before Steve. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Danny's pissing all over the, the bathroom. Is that, you know. Amy gets home and she's 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 angry. She's flustered from the whole incident. She she wants to come home, and we all know this again. She wants to come home to to basically to be able to vent, to be able to rage some more, to be able to have someone to back her up and to be like, yeah, fuck that guy, you know, like you know, you're in the right. Like, let's go beat his ass. Let's go do whatever we need to do. And you know, like I think at one point she goes for the safe. I didn't know what the whole point of that was because at one point she's like, did you change the code to the safe, you know, to George? And George is like, yeah, but you know why. But I'm like over here, like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know why you changed the code to the safe. And yes, then you're right, Carlos. Like, let her go. And she she busts out the gun eventually, right? I think it was like the, the passcode was like his mom's birthday, like something random like yeah. that because he's a mama's boy. Uh, takes out the gun. And what you thought was going to be some crazy, like, Oh, suicidal, like, uh, suicidal or like maybe even just trying to be like threatening and playing with the mirror like you know like th those many scenes or, like or, in... or, or yeah or try to find them or something yeah yeah no she straight up just starts you know getting really aroused by this gun and probably another scene that escalated my interest into it not the masturbating part and getting aroused from it but just yeah. the fact that the show was depicting you know the whole idea of like something so deadly so violent and she's using it kind of more as a prop um for her own satisfaction and yeah then danny shows up <laughs> well, well you know we we talk a lot about we talked about dreams in our last episode that we did and that you guys you know, don't have i know that was raul <laughs> i have dreams uh, i have <laughs> definitely you. a lot of a lot of different dreams raul doesn't no, he, he, dreams. No. he has an empty board in his head which is a little alarming because <laughs> he also has a gun and i don't know what he's doing with that gun uh, at home <laughs> but uh no you know for me yes. i have this rec I <laughs> <laughs> I have this um, recurring dream and it's always about a, a witch, man. I have this recurring dream that gives me nightmares where, and it doesn't happen very often, maybe once every year or maybe every over, every often I get a dream about like a witch and it scares the fuck out of me. So, you know, not to get too a little bit much ahead and I'm only going to tie it to like her masturbating because, you know, like you kind of like, I don't know if that was ever explained, but later, definitely later towards like episode eight or nine, you get a little bit of sense that she's had been a, she's a little bit of a freak. She does all these kind of like weird sexual things. And I don't know, understand that I ever really understood why she has this um, way that she is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it if at the end of the day, that's what she gets off on. But you also have these things where I think maybe her dad had an affair. So she starts seeing like this witch person. And I was not, I was not ready for that in that show. And anytime <laughs> yeah. that, anytime that fucking, every time that witch is like, oh my God, like I don't need anything. To, I hate things to remind me of witches because then I, possibly could end up having that recurring dream so anytime that fucking witch episode showed up like i was fucking like sweating hated it even though it was more about like dealing why she was possibly the way she was because it seems like maybe her dad did have an affair and she did come from like a broken family um because that was also something very very interesting because again that kind of ties with the whole her masturbating with the gun 
Yeah, I mean, and that's, go ahead. Uh, everything with with that witch kind of gave me like the 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 Baba uh, Baba Duke vibe <laughs> a little bit, where, where, where there was just like this presence that that kind of like brought shame or or fear or whatever. And like anytime, to, to her. any anytime anybody's afraid afraid of the Baba Duke, and if you don't know who we're talking about, look him up. But the Baba Duke just amazing remember, movie. Just remember that he's a gay icon, so that'll right away <laughs> really? take the fear. Yeah, yeah, look, look it up. He's a gay icon, so definitely the Babadook doesn't scare me. <laughs> but, but this witch lady definitely 100% scared the fuck out of me. So I'm like, get it, get it, get it out of my screen, please. <laughs> no, I mean, and since you went there, like, absolutely, that episode was definitely kind of, like, threw me off. Because, I mean, yeah. while I talked about it, there was a couple other instances that felt kind of supernatural or weird or different. Um, that was definitely an episode where I'm like, wait, why? Why are we like seeing a witch all of a sudden, right? And it was just like kind of really random because so far the show, I'm, has... I'm sweating talking yeah, about it. Just stop talking about it. <laughs> Carlos, just don't, just just don't turn around, man. Just don't turn around. <laughs> Promise you, don't turn around. Uh, but no, like yeah, I think I was really thrown off by that too because I did not expect the witch to kind of show up and I didn't know what it really was. And you know, obviously we're jumping a little bit, but we'll soon find out. And we already kind of mentioned that the show becomes a little bit of you trying to analyze like. Who, who's the worst person, I guess? And I believe there's a competition, but because it is beef between them and we are talking about two people who have beef together, it is kind of like who's in the right, who's in the wrong. And I think that episode, what I was, it was great. I thought it was like the witch, the witch was the creative way of explaining like what really was torturing her mind, right? Amy wasn't a great person. She wasn't as great person as we thought she was. And the witch was definitely a good reminder of that, right? Like her through her growing up and just based off of one book that she read, she got it in her head that if she doesn't behave, then the witch is going to come get her. So that was a, cre- that was a creepy ass book too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, who lets their kids read that stuff? Like, come on, I don't man. Know. <laughs> no, but, but you know what? Like, it doesn't surprise me because like in a lot of immigrant cultures, like they scare you. Oh yeah. So you behave like, like, like La Llorona. Or the Boogeyman. La Llorona. La Llorona. Like, growing up, I saw scary movies. Like, I saw Poltergeist and the the um, uh, the Freddy Krueger ones, Jason, all those, like, when I was a kid. So, Guys, I didn't know this was a, a scary episode because I'm already sweating and I'm already getting nervous. <laughs> so, so, so we need to go back to the depression and talk about how shitty these people are because... Oh, uh... and, and, and I will say for the record... Please don't don't masturbate or do anything with a, a loaded weapon. Please do not. Just just so it's out there. Uh, Raul's right, right, a military. Right, a military man. Listen to Raul. He knows his stuff. He he's I, I'm experienced very it. Pro gun safety. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. But no, I mean, so yeah, I, I guess so. Like we we don't make it like one sided, and then we can obviously get deeper into why yeah. she's like not a great person. But so then, like even in retrospect, like when we start finding out about Danny, right? Like Danny's someone similar. So uh, well. Amy is the lady who kind of has it all, like, so far, right? She has, like, a, a kind of rich uh, husband that comes from money because his dad was a famous artist, um, definitely thinks he's an artist, quote-unquote, if you don't see me. We'll get into that in a little bit. Has a little daughter, has a really blooming business that I, in the show, they're, they're in, in midst of closing a deal so that the, the, the hardware store that they were in originally um, picks up the deal and carries their product, which is basically, like just kind of crappy like or not crappy but like elevated pots with plants in them you know nothing too uh, bougie quote-unquote is it's straight up just something that she kind of made up and she later confessed it in the last episode that she just googles stuff and then she makes it that way um but anyway so she she's supposed to the person that kind of has that ideal life she obviously has a little bit more money um and later we find out she's kind of a little bit of a bad person or at least has a shitty like 
upbringing. And then with Danny, it was kind of the opposite because in a sense, I kind of relate to him more and I can say I have a good life, you know, but I definitely I'm not kidding myself about my life. I, there's nothing I'm hiding. It's nothing that it's like an, an impending like unhappiness. But I relate with him because he was trying to please his parents in a sense, right? At this point, we find out that because of his cousin, his parents lost the motel business that they had. And so they had to go back to Korea. So when you meet in him, um, Danny's basically had been working so much as a contractor, as a trade of all jack or jack of all trades, um, just basically doing what he can to make any type of money so he can build a house for the parents. But don't forget that he's ter he's terrible at it. Like honestly, this oh. man should not be doing or be a jack of all trades because I, from what I've seen, even the set even the setting the ring alarm. You know, now that I was thinking about it, that we're talking about it, I'm like, you know what? He should not have been able to hear them talk with you know within the ring alarm. So that tells me that maybe he even did the setup incorrect for that because maybe that's the reason why he could hear the conversation. So like Danny to me overall just seemed like a guy that honestly he would have been tried. better joining. I think I think he would have actually like I don't say this often, but if had he had joined the army, I think that would have brought a lot of things to his life, like discipline, and I think it would have gotten him more on point with what he could have done with his life. Uh, but to, to me, yeah, like that guy seems like he's lost, and he tried to be a contractor just because maybe he thought it would be a good way of making a quick buck or making something out of himself, but. You know, again, I try to encourage people, and I don't know how long he had been doing it, but it seemed like for a long, long time. But it doesn't seem like he was very good at it, especially when you look at his reviews. No, and, and I mean, I, I think that's part of the thing. It's like he has the effort, right? And I think that's what really makes him con commendable is that you see him as a person that's trying. He's trying. He doesn't have the money. He simply wants to get his parents back, right? He has, like, kind of... Uh, gen z like brother or whatever he is and not not a diss on that generation but it's just more so the brother was just not really motivated like he thought making crypto money was going to be the solution for him getting rich that like he would do it overnight and here's danny busted like you said carlos not great at everything but he's putting in the work right like he's putting in the work he's trying and then i think what was sad with him is that he simply wasn't happy that he just couldn't do it like you said perhaps maybe it was the fact that he sucked at it Perhaps it was maybe it was the fact that he just simply wasn't being successful in what he wanted to do, that he ultimately you go back and you realize that that first scene of him trying to return to Hibachi girls is actually he had bought those girls to commit suicide. And that's I think that was the moment that I really realized that the show was like beyond freaking depressing. <laughs> And it just kind of set it to a whole no expectation. But I mean, they're both really depressed, right? Like once it's really unhappy with like kind of the not fake life, but somewhat illusion of a happiness, like happy life that she has. And then Kim is just trying to put in the effort to do that. But and you said that whole thing about the bad reviews. I think that's one of the very next things that Amy did to kind of get back to him. Like right after he pisses all over her bathroom, <laughs> she starts going in, finds his business and starts giving him like bad reviews, which, you know, it kind of sucks if you are in a business, right? Because we, we we know it. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think she was telling the truth by saying that this man came to her house and pissed all over the bathroom. <laughs> I, I would write that if a contractor did that for my after he finished his job. No, yeah, and and the, the the big thing too that 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 I liked uh, what they did specifically with Amy and Danny is that it's 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 like the same person but differently done. So so mm -hmm. you, you have Danny who who like kind of like you said, he puts in the work, but he doesn't really take responsibility for any of the bad stuff that happens. And then he, he, he exactly. always yeah. deflects responsibility and he, he kind of like blames, blames the system or blames rich people, blames his parents, blames his cousin, blames his brother and all this stuff. And then, uh, and then you have Amy where she like has everything where she should be happy, but 
She she has like all the, all these like parental issues. She internalizes everything. She can't. Um, she always has like this facade of like she she always pretending to be happy and 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 kind of uh, we, honestly they they're both kind of constantly pretending like she's pretending that that she's satisfied with life and everything's like all perfect and he's pretending that he knows what he's doing and he's kind of like <laughs> in a way conning people into everything kind of like he conned the people into like cutting the trees uh and, and then like the church and obviously and all that stuff and then she's kind of like conning in her earn in her whole business and conning kind of like society because she has to maintain this image so that everything stays like honky dory or whatever yeah no the, so it was interesting yeah no Robo. everything you said is actually how i feel about everybody in the you know those two characters specifically so i'm glad you like broke it down that specifically because i think at the end of the day i mean there's a large there's more than two two characters in this show there's you know a large cast but i want to say the one thing that i feel like consistent is that every character you know whether they were small or big they all fucking like they suck man none of them none of these people <laughs> yeah none of, None of these people, except maybe like the little girl, like none of these people like are like, you want to root for them. Like Danny fucking sucks. Uh, Ali sucks for the reasons you mentioned. George. George George fucking sucks sucks because he's over here having emotional relationships with. uh, We got to talk about George. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and like even the brother at first when we got introduced to him, I thought maybe he was like underage because I'm like, why else would you know be able to have such control over like, hey, give me your passwords. And all of a sudden I'm taking control over your crypto keys and like. But later on, you just find out that, like, no, he's probably, like, a 29, 28 years old. It's probably been, like, 10 years since he graduated high school. And that's what the, the time frame I kind of got from it. Um, no, I, I, I think I think he's more, like, 20, like, early. Mid-20s. Like, like Mid-20s, 21, yeah. 21, maybe 22. Yeah. But even, even he kind of sucks, man. Because I understand, like, yeah. later on, there's the reveal that, like, oh, Danny kind of, like, fucked him over by not oh. having his um, admission letters be submitted. But I'm like, even if, you know, you never get an answer from those school, that's like no reason for you to like all of a sudden like give up or like not even pick up the phone and be like, hey, I never got a response. And to me, it just tells me that even if that character would have gone to a school, like he more, more than likely would have either have partied his ass off, would have like met some chick, would have done something like stupid. He probably would have been or one of those people. That, or something. Would, yeah, like he would have dropped out and probably did start like a hard. Yeah, like do a crypto business or something. So like that to me didn't seem like an excuse for him to all of a sudden be like, oh, well, you know, my life sucks because my brother screwed me over. Like, nah, dude, like at the end of the day, you got to pick your ass up and do something. And again, George, you kind of like nailed it. Wrong. Oh, my like, goodness. Kinda, like, sucks. <laughs> and then his his mom fucking sucks. Like everyone in this fucking show sucks, <laughs> man. And like, that's not saying that like, to me, that's what makes the show interesting. Because, you know, like, Absolutely. obviously you want to follow people that, you know, I, I watch Better Call Saul and I watch like, you know, <laughs> all, all 15 episodes in two days of the new season. It's like, oh, I'm not rooting for yeah, Saul. Yeah. Like in, in reality, he's like a piece of shit character too. But it's like, it makes it enjoyable for you to watch these characters oh, yeah. and terrible things because you're just sort of screaming at the TV like, don't do that. Like, why are you doing that? Like, stop it. Like, don't do it. Like, turn around. Like, change your life around. Like, this doesn't have to go this way. Like, and it's fucking crazy. And I think that's what makes the show kind of exciting. To watch. Yeah, man. It's a, it's all difficult to like. I, I wanted to mention Ozark, but I don't want to talk about Ozark. Ozark was the same way too. You freaking hated the birds, but at the same time, you're like, you know, there's a part of you that roots for them. But <laughs> dude, let, let's talk about. Yeah, Paul sucked for many reasons, and I think just this lack of motivation and just like kind of ah. fake, like I'm gonna do this, whatever. We'll get back to Paul minimally. But George, man, oh my god. I hate george and and and, and i think everybody that i talk 
talk to as an artist or, or no okay okay well, no, no, no. You're, you're getting to where i'm saying exactly <laughs> but not just exactly but you know so first of all like we're, we're doing this episode also because we do have people that wanted to hear about this and 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 i think that the consensus with everybody that talks to me about the show and we talk is that we all hate george for the same reasons again mama's <laughs> mama's boy right like super mama's boy like freaking safe code is mama's birthday um his dad used to be a famous artist, which, you know, he has that recognition. He has the money from that. But then, like, even when you get introduced to that chair, that's like an, an art piece first before furniture. Right. And you find out that the story is more like, oh, the dad modeled it using his mom's naked body, like her sitting on the chair. And so not only does he have an attachment to this chair because of his dad, but also because of his mama's. Because mom later literally sat on it naked, and so he can't get rid of it. Yeah, it's exactly. So it's it's like this weird, like grown ass baby who has money, and then yes, the worst part of it all is that he thinks he's a great artist. And again, not dissing artists because I'm myself an artist, and you know there is something to say commendable when you are doing what you can when you're making artwork, when you're being productive, when you're doing you know that's great. But the fact that he just kind of took. I guess his dad's stature to make him be more recognizable. And I know, I know he had some shows and all this stuff. It's kind of like where the cheap shot came in. And I think the best, most satisfying part in regards to George for me is when his mom said she wasn't, he wasn't even a good artist. <laughs> like his mom admitted it. His mom admitted that he wasn't a good artist. And even in the very final episode, like Danny and, and Amy are talking and Amy says, she's never liked this work or he's this doesn't like the work. And it's just, there's something so satisfying to me about that because like he made things so much worse. And yeah, Carlos, like you mentioned that about him and the, the coworker of uh, Amy, but that's not even the beginning of why he's so bad. Yeah. What, what, what's her name? Maya or what was mm -hmm. it? That was that her? No, Mia, 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 Mia. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think with him as like um an artist, I honestly feel like it's one of those things where like you wouldn't want to buy the art, not necessarily because I could tell you like, oh, that art sucks or that art's not good. It's because when you meet the man behind the art, he's just doesn't like doesn't have any charisma, doesn't exactly. have anything exactly. interest. doesn't have anything interesting about him. Doesn't have like a story to tell. He. The only reason that we truly know he wants to be an artist because his dad was an artist, but that alone, you know, so many people in Hollywood will tell you it's not enough for you to make a career out of. So it kind of sucks. It's like, you know, this is a very handsome, tall, strong man that you feel like, man, like this could totally kick Danny's ass if you ever really wanted to step oh, yeah. up. And you can tell Ali Wong kind of wants, sorry, Amy wants that from, uh, from him. Like, hey, step up, protect the family, be more of a man, choke me, do all these things, slap me. And it's like... <laughs> Especially how we like realize be less what vanilla. kind. Of... Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Be less vanilla. Yeah. Especially when you find out about her, it's like, yeah, like why? Show me the story of how these two got together, because that also kind of seems like maybe she conned herself into like this marriage with this man for the money, and that's probably like the only reason why she's even married to him. Because I mean, this is clearly like, to me, it always headed towards a divorce, whether it was going to happen now or five years later, you know. But it's couple is not really in my eyes meant to last. No, yeah, it, with that marriage, I kind of saw that as like she probably convinced herself that that's what she should do, so that's why she did it, and then I kind of saw it like as part of her like facade uh, of like this is who who I'm supposed to be, this is what I'm supposed to show people, and this is the type of guy I'm supposed to marry or whatever. I uh, and then she did, and then like that's why she's always pretending, and like like his whole like how like passive he is, and the whole fact that he's like all like meditation and and all these like weird things and and not 
nothing yeah. nothing against it, but like everything all combined, like gives me this image of him that like I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> no, <laughs> see, I mean, absolutely. I, I think again, I, I especially me, not this scene artist, not this scene like anyone who's kind of like in that any of the realm of the things he does, right? Because he's also a cyclist. Like he he was doing so much. He's like in art shows. He's you know he's a great dad because he obviously takes care of uh, Junie the most. Um, but I think at the end of the day is that it's just a combination of everything just kind of really plays him really dirty to us. And then again, that's okay because I, I mean, you, you mentioned the whole fact that she does call him vanilla because that is true. Like, and that was when he was questioning her about his, her obsession with the gun that she's like, well, maybe if you were less vanilla and he doesn't even understand that concept because he's so mellow and so dry. And, you know, just the fact that he had that, uh, the fact that he had that romantic, like platonic affair type of thing, I think was then funny because at the end of the day, even he's not satisfied with himself or even with that relationship because, you know, kind of Amy's lying to herself way too much that even he has to go reach out of that relationship and look into someone younger, like, you know, more, more ideal in a sense. And, and that's funny too, because that backfires like crazy and causes more chaos. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and you know what? I just think it's like kind of interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you could say George has like a mama problem and a dad problem, but I feel like most men, you know, women will always say that about them. Like, Oh, you know, you're too attached to your mom or, you know, you'll never be like your dad, you know, me and you, Ramon, for example, we have parents that, you know, based on what I saw when we were growing up, like these men could do anything. My dad was the kind of man that could build the basement, could build the patio, could fix a car. And I don't have any of that skills. So, you know, he's, <laughs> that, I, I don't, man. I, I do a lot of home projects. I do a lot of construction, the things that I'm capable of doing, but I'll never be my dad. And it's one of those things like I might not be trying to aim to be my dad because I don't want to work at a factory 40 hours a week. You know, I definitely didn't set that as my expectations. But at the end of the day, even though I feel like I'm doing something that I want to do with my career, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not thinking like, oh, you know, like, if I was this kind of person, maybe my dad would be more proud of me, but it just kind of sucks, man. It's something that we all feel like we have to overcome, um, you know, you know, and just say like, Hey, we're our own individual persons and we just have to deal with our own emotions and try to be somebody different than, you know, cause we'll never be our parents. And we really got to like work as an individual to like step out of that shadow. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things too. It's like, and again, it's, again, it sounds like bad because we're, crapping on George for uh, those, those kind of characteristics and things. But it's like, you know, I think in reality where it did kind of make it worse for himself in the show is, is that there is a point where, yes, like Amy wanted to be in that perfect relationship, whether she was kidding herself or not. And he just wasn't doing it for her. And it was because of his attachment and the things holding him back. And it was just dependency, right? Like, yes, you're right. We're never going to like, especially if you do think in that mind and, and so many other shows, anime, movies, bring this whole topic of like trying to please your dad in, in, in that way of like trying to be like him or, or you, you don't have a dad and so you're trying to make up for it. You know, the, those, those topics are so huge, but in this show is funny because it made him look so bad and it made him like a man baby. And you know, for what it was, it was great. Like I really enjoy that factor of it. Um, especially the chair. I think the chair is one of the most impactful things because mm -hmm. even at the end, right? Like the chair was so significant to help them, be better off right if he would have sold the chair from the beginning like amy would have been able to sell her brand to to the to um i forget the name jordan to the the lady who was in the, the ceo of the other ah. company yeah and so <laughs> yeah oh yeah so and, and so yeah but by the time they, they he finally gets rid of that chair it changes their life right then they have a vacation home they have a nanny they have everything so the fact that he was holding that to that 
holding on to that chair just because of sentimental value because it was the i guess not again i'm downplaying it but at the same time you know if he knew it was going to help his immediate family his wife and the daughter do it man like be a freaking man like you know be be a husband and a father yeah well you know what you know again jordan another character that fucking sucks but i think you know before (laughs) we just start saying like how much all these people suck and this person was terrible i think maybe we should talk about the one person who was the true hero of this show and the one that definitely should have gone his story should have gone a lot different and of course i'm talking about his cousin um this is this is uh (laughs) isaac (laughs) isaac i definitely feel like you know had Danny been following as Isaac instructions from you know everything that he was saying they could have definitely had a very successful construction career and they could have all been very very rich but you know Danny being Danny he just kind of wanted to get one up on him you know because maybe it was jealousy maybe it was the fact that he was getting payback for uh losing the hotel for his parents I don't know what the reason one was the reasoning was behind it but I definitely feel like he kind of got freaking screwed by this family member especially when he felt oh that goodness. Family could not betray him and family was the only thing that he could trust. And he was always like, hey, Danny, you need 20 grand. Here's 20 grand, Danny. I'll give them to you. I'll let you borrow them. Like, don't worry about paying me back. And again, I'm kidding about being the hero because he's clearly doing things that are very questionable. But at least at the end of the day, he knew who he was. He had a plan, whether it was, you know, like being a good person or a bad person. You know, clearly it was more of being a bad person. But he was somebody that didn't doubt himself. He had confidence. He knew he could build himself from the bottom up no matter what. So it kind of like sucks that like Danny was the reasoning why he kind of like went down the spiral. And I think he didn't die, but got arrested at the end of the episode. Yeah, the show, right? yeah. yeah so it kind of fucking sucks, man, because I feel like he totally got fucked more than he fucked over Danny's parents. He got fucked over by, by Danny. <laughs> See, I, and that's where I was trying to like justify that, because I think from the beginning, I was like, man, no, I like totally screwed up his parents and that should be enough because they lost their whole business, right? Like the, yeah. it seems like that motel, hotel, whatever it was in the beginning, like that, that was like their childhood. That's kind of how they grew up. And at least that was a big significant part of like, you know, them being Korean Americans. And, and it was a business, like it's something that they were doing well. And then, his like Isaac's crappy ways is what ruined it. So by the end of the show, I think he got, you know, I think he got what's coming. It's not only that, but he's going to die because remember he said, yeah. if I go back, the Filipinos are going to get me those Filipinos, man, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Could you remind people what he did to my lose? wife is half what Filipino. He, what, what did he lose for? Okay. That makes it okay. Uh, <laughs> what up? Uh, what what was the reason and why they lost the hotel? Like, what? How exactly did he screw them over? So 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 Isaac was I, I think he was like holding stolen stuff or he okay. was selling like at storage in storage yeah 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 like but but it, it it was illegal and then kind of like the place got raided and then I'm guessing that that affected people staying there <laughs> you, um, and then probably caused them to to have to like sell the the hotel. You know, Danny's parents were also fucking terrible people. So if that yeah. plane goes goes down on their way back to their home country, um, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, but I mean, unless, you know, there's probably more passengers. So I shouldn't say that if they were the only passengers <laughs> and uh, the pilots were able to jump out with parachutes and Danny's parents were the only ones that died, I would be OK with it. Man, um, who, just, who knew a show named Beef would make you hate so many people? I, but, dude, I swear, like every single person, like every single but, character is like 
a, a well, crappy, horrible character. What do the idea that like your son built the house, you come here, the house burns down, and your immediately oh thought God. is like send me back home. That's why I say like you know if they die, yeah. they die because they're just fucking terrible. But I also feel like you know it was probably one of those things where Isaac, I bet you they were paying the parents. He was like, cause, you know, he seems like the kind of guy that's like, oh, you do this for me, like here's a hundred dollars, here's a thousand dollars. So I bet you at the end of the day, even though they lost the hotel. I wouldn't be surprised if they were getting some money from Isaac for doing these like storage situations with them. So to put the blame on Isaac for something that the parents were either probably aware of or were taking money, even though the show probably doesn't get into it. I also feel like, again, like it's not Isaac's fault if he tells you like, hey, I'm going to do this and, you know, pay you for it. And you accept it. You know, at the end of the day, we should all be responsible for what we choose to do. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. And and just kind of throw Isaac into another scenario and kind of just because come I, on, we're we're family. And if you tell me like, hey, I'll pay you a thousand to store my illegal so and so in my basement, like I'm going to tell you to get the fuck out of my house with my shotgun that I don't have. So <laughs> I was about to think you were going to tell me you would let me do it. I'm like, OK, this is proof. I'll show up tomorrow. Let's <laughs> just accept my delivery. <laughs> Don't worry, Ramon. I got you. No. There you go. See, oh we already know Raul has a big yard. We could just uh, bury stuff. Oh no one look into this. There's nothing being buried in Raul's backyard, by the way. <laughs> no, no, but like, no, nor in my garden. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess you know. Before we even continue with trash talking all the other surrounding characters, I mean, going back to just like Danny and and, and Amy, like another thing too. Another ways that I was cut that relating to Danny, and again, I don't mean to make myself or and just in general make depression the big topic because there were so many other topics in the show that were great but like even little things like when you found out that danny was driving like almost an hour away and, and again you kind of knew that eventually was because he was looking for a house for the parents but that he was driving an hour away to a burger king that he thought was the best burger king around and then he would eat four classic chicken sandwiches with fries and a soda and, and if that's not depression for anyone like if that's not depression like come on dude that's that's depression like the fact if you guys have never had had like a classic chicken sandwich they're long they're like probably the hand size of a hand palm um yeah, but no that was like <laughs> yeah they're, they're, um, one is pretty good maybe one, two one, max one. No, or, or the way that i used one. to do it i used to do it and then load the fries on top of it you know and then maybe a little bit of barbecue sauce ramon you know what i like to do when i go to a <laughs> restaurant and i really really like their food I like to give it, leave him a review and give him five stars to let them know that <laughs> this restaurant is really good. The service is great and you should definitely go and eat at the restaurant. So, you know, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure that, you know, also like you would a restaurant, you give us a five star review because it just takes one simple press for you to do it. And if you could follow us, that would be amazing. But, you know, again, I'm hoping that most of you listening are already doing that. So thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Ramon, continue to your advertisement for Burger King. I mean, hey, and if you guys <laughs> and if you guys do that and you actually message us somewhere, maybe I'll try to eat four freaking classic chicken sandwiches on the next one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Oh, come on. Hey, no fake accounts, though. No fake accounts. All right. But yes. <laughs> I, I I can step up to the challenge, right? Not 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 the built up depression and I other mean, anxiety I mean, in life, but I, I can mean, do I, it. I just told you a couple of minutes ago that I've been eating like multiple donuts in the morning for the past like, <laughs> two weeks. See, I mean, but that's exactly again. That's that's where the show really grabs you because there's these things of you know being able to relate 
like whether you're depressed or unhappy like maybe it's not even that maybe it's just the one thing that just really does it for you after a hard freaking day of work you know or a hard day at school whatever you do like there's some things that we just clearly need that in, in this situation for Danny and Amy was just having the beef with someone having that conflict like you even saw the and again going back to that first scene after they finally kind of have that final interaction she smirks at the end because she's like oh it's on like you know anything that gives someone life's purpose even if it's donuts hey wait what did danny not did the show not end with danny getting shot and kind of the screen going black or did you watch no 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 that i didn't watch no no i was talking about in the end of the first episode okay yeah. but also no that's not how the show ended and we'll, we'll kind of get that's to there in a little bit <laughs> yeah that's not how it ended yeah. either um but i mean so a, a couple of the things that i wanted to bring up because it would be kind of sad if we don't bring it up but um you know other crazy parts in general about the show like oh yeah when you found out the house was kind of burnt down and it was all danny's fault because he being sucks. the shitty contractor he that he sucks. is and he used the wrong wiring that that was a big gaspy moment for me uh i think that was one of those moments where i'm like oh man dude if you would have just done your job and you would have been better at your job that would have been so good um what what's i know there's especially, one especially because yeah. he blames the guy from the church so oh. you know it's like this one guy that was like you're doing something illegal like i just know it and kind of like the whole thing kind of sucks gets you know like because he was first of all that first of all that priest probably sucks to begin with because the whole reason like you know he um he was very very jealous of danny and his wife would constantly be like you know she was probably talking a lot about danny after danny left the room and you know he overheard saying like Danny was the best I ever had. You know, he was just so, so big. Uh, <laughs> uh, and like, who, like, who, that would for sure make me like upset if I was that guy. But it was just kind of funny how he would go begging at Danny and, see, and be like, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to be part of it because clearly you're doing something wrong. And you could totally tell that he was trying to like find out just to like snitch on him. He wasn't even probably being serious about doing the job. He just wanted to kind of have something against Danny to prove like, hey, this guy's oh, lying to you guys and conning you. Um, yeah. So again, somebody else that sucks in the show. <laughs> oh yeah, and you brought up a, kind of a good point in the show because that that was kind of a little bit after like the the time lapse. There was a little bit of a time lapse, right? We see Danny. He's kind of been somewhat reborn because now he's like a member of this church. Like he's doing things for the church. He's like the lead kind of singer in the church band. <laughs> so he has like a new purpose. And then Amy, you know, Amy got a haircut. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but there was more. Yeah, after that, like you know, I, I they already sold the the chair at that point, um, so that you know they had that extra money. They had like the vacation home, so they they had there was this illusion for like a second that they had forgotten about this beef, that they had totally just not even you know not thought about each other for a while, and you know it was unrealistic. It soon bounced back like so quick. Um, that scene with the the mom with uh, George's mom when Danny told um the cousins like little posse like his little friends to go rob the house because of the artwork that he had that was valuable remember uh i thought that was really cool because that's the moment that you know at this point amy to try to get back to danny basically starts texting and or ends up texting the brother right it was more of like trying to catfish it was trying to catfish danny but through it like paul got involved and he shows him a picture of her like him shirtless and stuff and you know i mean kind of plays along with it she kind of uses the the picture of her worker to yeah. basically cat yeah to cat you remember that girl very well <laughs> no but yeah to to catfish him and the next thing you know that became a whole other thing because that moment that they had an affair um that was kind of like what she's been wanting 
Jane, right? She's been someone exciting, someone who's like, you know, going to be a little bit more like straightforward, a little bit more aggressive. And you later find out that he even choked her a little bit and she kind of really liked that. Um, and, you know, all these things. And then ultimately, you know, again, uh, Paul and that whole situation, it's led to the craziness of like, the people trying to come into the house, trying to like kind of rob them. And the mom was there the whole time. So she even heard, she witnessed that whole crazy affair while it was going on. And then ultimately she kind of like accidentally fell and got hurt. And then, you know, so, so a lot of good points so, in this movie. Yeah. I'm sure. So, so for anybody listening, that's like in a relationship or it's married at any point, you find yourself in a hotel and somebody that you've been messaging knocks at that door and you invite him in and you have to tell them like, Hey, we're not going to be physical. The moment that person enters your the room, you're already cheating. Like, I don't care what <laughs> happens, whether there was any interaction, any touching. You know, you're having either an emotional or a physical cheating at that point. So definitely don't do it. So again, if you find yourself in a hotel, do not have somebody that's 10 years younger than you or 10 years older come into it because, you know, just say no. You know, I'm happily married or in a happy relationship. And if you don't feel like you're in a happy relationship or a happy marriage, definitely end it before it gets to that point. Because <laughs> definitely, definitely what she does is totally, like, fucked up, man. Like, totally, totally. But, like but that's her. I mean, that's how you know that she's not, like, the best person in the world and and you know i i i think again i kept i kept, couldn't believe that right like i kept on thinking maybe i did fall for the show's premise of like obviously you found out more and more that she wasn't great but that was another thing that i'm like dude she totally slept with freaking paul and not only yeah. cheated but like that kid was a kid like to her no and i think definitely i mean the one thing that you've been kind of hammering ramon is that these two individuals they sort of need at this at this point in time especially in the beginning they needed each other's um beef with one another danny because danny's a little bit suicidal and sort of this beef motivation with ali kind of casts him motivates him to like continue to move forward continue to terrorize this lady continue to like try to get back at her that kind of gets him to forget about like how shitty his life is or things aren't really going his way. Same thing with Ali. This whole distraction with Ali is kind of helping her with her stress about like selling the business and the fact that they still want to keep her on for two more years and the fact that she's saying like, I don't want to do that even though she really, really wants to do it because at the end of the day, she'd rather be at work than spend any like time with George at home. Uh, so these characters, again, they, they need each other. The part that I don't understand is how obsessed Danny gets at the end of the show once he does find doubt that he's the reason why the house burned down that he feels like he needs to still continue to terrorize ali because i'm like <laughs> dude at this point like you know it's, it was your fault like she had nothing to do with it but you're still gonna find that you're gonna go to her house and try to steal something or like fuck her over one last moment i just like dude at this point like danny go fuck yourself dude like seriously like leave her alone <laughs> Dude, the, the, and, and you kind of said it too, and to kind of add and, and to kind of explain why he did that. So like for, for Danny, uh, Amy is, Amy gives him some, some, something or someone to blame for everything that's going badly for him okay. because he, he, he like works not going well, the house, his goals, everything with his brother, like the family and everything. And Amy gives them something to like oh it's her fault she's the reason why this isn't working she's this or whatever and with amy uh what what he affords her is he affords her like the chance to like release everything that that she's repressing because she's kind of had that that facade or whatever so so like when when he kind of when the house does burn down he just kind of reverts back to like well i've been blaming her for all this stuff so i'm going <laughs> to just blame her again because the, the, uh Paul um mentioned that that he that he just went to her house or whatever so he thought that like oh it, it might be her or whatever 
until until he saw the other dude that that drove away. But but I don't know. Th- that's kind of what they did for each other. But like they they're the same person. Like yeah. they they're the exact same crabby person that 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 I don't know caused all that shit for themselves. No, and you know like something with me like I kind of mentioned like I forget how the show ended and just like they were sort of hallucinating and you know because I think they ate <laughs> stuff from the desert that they didn't know what they were the eating they were, yeah. they were idiots. Um, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, I think I had you know I just had surgery not too long ago and I think I watched the final episode the day after my surgery. And I think surgery? I was, uh huh. Penis surgery? No, I did not have <laughs> penis surgery, Raul. What is that even? Oh my god! I, okay, I'll I'll let it that out. Nobody needs to know about my humongous penis, Raul. Okay, but no. uh, <laughs> oh my, but but similar to Danny and Amy, I was also taking some very strong drugs. So I think when I was watching that final episode, I was also um hallucinating from some of the drugs that I was taking, Ramon. So can you tell me exactly how the show sort of ended or wrapped up at the end of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the very, well, I mean, again, you want me to talk about the last episode, but there was like something very brief, right? Because you mentioned about after the house, all that stuff that happened led to some of the craziest scenes because Amy is with um, the one lady who's going to, uh, yeah, Jordan, who's going to supposedly acquire the company. And then at that point is where she goes even crazier, right? Like the cousin Isaac comes with the other dudes. They're going to rob the place freaking jordan gets this member she gets freaking oh yeah the shooting um i think that the the moment where like i dropped my jaw and i couldn't close it is when freaking she closed that door the panic room door on her what's her name 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 naomi naomi oh the actress what because she's also an the actress from emily in paris oh yeah naomi yeah that's uh ashley park uh naomi yeah and then that point like you know she didn't do it on purpose but it was definitely one of those things where like she was panicking as she was in the panic room and they wanted him to get there that was the one scene that left me with my jaw open i couldn't close it for a little bit not that the show hasn't been crazy hadn't been crazy so far but that was just like i didn't expect that whatsoever yeah and, and and another part in this episode that was really significant that really matters to the last one is also there's that really really important scene where paul and danny are trying to escape right um paul being the young athletic dude that he is freaking climbs this wall well obviously he had danny's help but he gets to the top of this wall and then basically like can't really get danny to get up there danny can't jump high enough like got no hill no no skills even though he's good at basketball apparently but he can't jump that high i don't know anyway so in order to convince um paul to kind of just go by himself that's when he does confess about like the college except uh, college letters applications that he never sent out um he admits to the house burning down being his fault so he really basically pisses off paul enough to get him to go away and i love that scene too because paul makes it over the wall and all you hear is like hey you there stop and then you hear shooting. And so us as the viewer had no freaking clue if Paul got shot or not, right? And so now going into the last episode, you're, you're coming off of this episode that you're like, holy crap, you know, people got dismembered, like people got shot, like the one dude died, you know, Isaac got taken to jail, freaking, you know, George Lord ran off with the gun. George, George ran off with the daughter too. Like all these oh, things yeah. happen. And then I think one of the most, things that were prevalent in Danny's mind is the fact that he didn't even know if Paul was still alive, right? And I think that's the thing that really led into this last show being so significant. Like, you get towards the end, uh, you get to that last episode, um, you know, he, they basically, Amy sees him leave 
um leaving the house and they chase each other off off a cliff in the cars and then it sets this whole like chase sequence where you know she's kind of chasing after him with a gun trying to make him stop um there's even a beautiful scene with the crows i don't know how much you guys appreciated yeah. the scene with the crows yeah right the crows basically know who they're they talking, are yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one, the one crow is like hey these guys are crazy what what is that little kitty cat okay carlos <laughs> <laughs> No, so, uh, so so I think you're seeing kitty cats uh, now, Ramon. But stop teasing me. What happened at the end of the episode? Did he survive? <laughs> Did he not? So well, they, so, all of this is important for her, so that, that's it's really the, 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 the last yeah. episode was the last the best episode in my opinion right they had this whole chase yeah. sequence the girl the girls even have a say of what's gonna be their fate being like the freaking carriers of souls they even intervene and they cause amy to mess up and not shoot him which was great they end up being like they lose themselves um eventually like she even kind of still stumbles upon him like shitting in the freaking middle of the desert um all these great things ultimately they end up together still she's trying to still threaten him they do she kind of tells him to go find them elderberries which you know she her knowing the botanist that she thinks she is um you know has no clue what these are he does get those berries they start hallucinating their minds off and i think that was by far the best scene right and their hallucination, it, it they get to really break down really the whole journey that they've been through the whole show. They get to really kind of reflect on what they've been up to, their lives, what significant moments in their lives has led them to be so fucked up or so desperate or so depressed. Um, he tells her about like almost trying to commit suicide. They basically speak about how life hates them so much that this is the reason why they're not letting, like life is not letting them go because they're so bad. Um, and they're just a beautiful moment. My favorite part of that show, they even cross kind of brains slash hallucinate. Like they have a Freaky Friday type of like experience where all of a sudden Amy because again they're tripping balls right uh Amy's like wait is this me or is this you and he's like I don't know it's me it's you and and in the whole like five minutes gets played out where they're talking as each other and to yeah. me that was just beautiful because it is yeah. this, you know it's that reflection that it, they basically bonded over hallucinogens and some crazy ass berries over their shitty lives, the reasons why they are shitty, the reasons why they're depressed, the reasons why no one else in their life has been good enough to satisfy them. But this crazy beef that they had was the thing they needed. So at the very end of the show, they finally make it out, right? Like Danny has to carry her a little bit. They finally get to a point where they have cell reception and you see these messages pop up and you see that on her phone, it says, uh, you know, my phone, find my phone is activated or you got a message from find my phone they get through like a little tunnel and she sits down and he's trying to help her like sit down and george comes out of nowhere because mm -hmm. of the find my phone app and basically thinks that danny's hurting her and shoots danny danny ends up in the hospital basically critically ill like in the icu and basically amy has this moment of like he is that soulmate you know not necessarily romantic but he is that soulmate to me. Like he understands. He's the only person in this whole world that understands the journey that I've been through. And she gets on the bed and puts his arm or her arm and, and her leg like kind of over him, like holding him. And he kind of in, has to move thus far. He like kind of raises his hand and puts it over her. So it's this final moment of beautiful embrace because they are the only fucked up people that really do share this freaking crazy experience. 
I mean, I would, I mean, just from what you said, because I definitely don't remember that hospital scene. And again, I could have been, and I, would, I mean, again, I was, I was taking medications and that was definitely fun. I think I even told you, Ramon, I'm like, I think I was kind of like also myself hallucinating during that last episode. <laughs> Uh, but no, that's interesting, man, because I would definitely, you know, again, if they move with a season two, because I legitimately thought it ended yeah. like the screen went to black and you just don't know what happened to Danny. So like now I kind of have to go back. So I'm like, oh, OK, I guess he's OK. So I don't have to worry about him because <laughs> mm -hmm. I know he's alive. But it would be interesting to see them either try to build a relationship because clearly, you know, she's already slept with the brother. Um, the husband knows what he was kind of like pretending to be his friend. So it's just like it would be interesting to like for them to try to develop something or maybe move forward with doing con some conning themselves so i don't know if they're sufficiently how this show has done just because netflix is really bad about even telling you numbers telling you whether something has been greenlit for a second season or it could be that it's like hey this was like a one thing season because you know it definitely wrapped it up especially based on how you described that ending yeah. so if we didn't get a second season like i wouldn't be mad at all because i could just go right now and no. see the final scene and really get some yeah. closure on it that that's where my conflict answers. I don't know what the second season would be about, but if they step up to the challenge, I hope it's great because this show, like the season alone, is all I need. I don't need anything else. But if they do someone like another season, then you know, good 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 luck to them and don't disappoint. Any me. any any last thoughts, Ro? Yeah, we... yeah. So so like overall, like honestly, I I I. I I'm glad that you brought up uh, doing this this episode because if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have finished it. Um, and and I, I loved it. Like I seriously loved it. I loved all the symbolism that they had. I love how how different and how they changed it throughout. Like it wasn't like one show. It was like a combination of a lot of different things. I love kind of like how the central theme was like depression and how like like how shitty it was for for them. And then kind of like how, how it can affect people because it, it does and, and kind of affects everything about them and their mood and, and kind of how they, they act towards other people. But, but also kind of like the trauma, the, the generational stuff that happens with parents, the, the, and, and kind of how they're trying to avoid doing that with, with like with Junie and then kind of how Danny was doing it that with their brother. And then kind of how, how you have these two different, uh, aspects from the two different classes like the rich and, and the poor guy and 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 so many so many things so many uh, that, that i loved and and i love how they did it and and it was beautiful and it was wonderful and everybody should watch it no that you know with me uh you know just because we were already in that hour mark uh you know for me just what i want to say about it is that i do like this show a lot i think there was a lot to it i think had this show maybe been on a week-to-week -week basis it could have probably done a lot more for me the fact that it's just like again this is more on netflix things the fact that they just kind of give it to you you talk about it for a weekend i'm glad that ramon you have thankfully people that you've been able to like continuously talk about the show whereas with me like i watched it i enjoyed it i you know if it wasn't for you i probably would have also just kind of like i kind of had dropped the show and i probably would have forgotten about it but it's not because the show is not memorable it's just the fact that netflix just continues to do this thing where it's like i give you shows um you know, we did a you discussion where like, you know, I didn't jump on that train till like maybe there was four seasons and you became memorable for me because, you know, I watched four seasons of Joe. So I think with this show, if we get another season and we get a little bit more of like this careful storytelling, I think this show could be make it potentially to be one of Netflix's like top 10 shows ever, because I think the popularity, hopefully the popularity was there. I couldn't give you ratings about it. 
but I do hope that we do hear something about it because again, I love Stephen Young. I think Amy Wong is somebody right now that's very, very popular. She's a very successful Ali woman. <laughs> Ali, sorry, Ali Wong, Ramon, you got into my head. But hopefully, you know, we 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 hear about that second season in the future. Yeah, and then one last thing: if you really want to challenge yourselves and you want a different perspective on this show too. Really, really pay attention to the titles and the paintings in the beginning of every episode. Oh, um, yeah. The paintings are good. The paintings. And, and, and that's another them. thing. I mean, I went to many art shows and I can tell you, you always try to, you see the titles and you're always like, really, where do you see the title and the painting? And I think I did that throughout every single episode and it just makes it a different experience as well because it makes the show even deeper. So again, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you're going to watch it for the second time, pay attention to those titles and the paintings because there's things in the paintings that relate to the episode and the title. And again, I don't need another season, but if they do, just again, well, I'm excited. Yeah. So, No, yeah, and if you guys like looking at terrible people you know another show that me and Ro were kind of watching right now is succession and that's also <laughs> deals with terrible shitty people that you do not root for and just want them to fail and die misery so that's another show if you really like beef <laughs> but you know it's, it's also a very very good show but uh anyways this has uh, been carlos ramon raul and have a good night people <laughs> hey talk to you guys